It's time to present Scott Dupont to bring you another episode of Finance Your Movie with tips and strategies to help you get your money to tell your story. It's Welcome back to season four, and I got to thank, uh, give a big special thanks to Bruce Buffer for lending his voice. You know that voice all around the world, that killer, it's time. That was horrible opening. Um, I think that's very appropriate for this filmmaking renaissance that's going on right now with streaming distribution platforms everywhere and film equipment and software. I hate to date myself here. We could only dream about 10 years ago. Anyway, we have a jam-packed show today, so let's jump right in. I'm here with Robert Burton, writer, actor, producer. Uh, L.A. Comedy Awards gave him the most hilarious voiceover. That's one of his niches. And Chris Gilmore, who's very well known for a casting director, also a writer, director, producer. They're both with Red Velvet Entertainment. Welcome, guys and girl and troll. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Uh, I just wanted to, to point out, uh, I, I report directly to this wonderful woman. So Chris is the CEO for Red Velvet Entertainment. She was the wonderful mind, um, writer, casting director, um, and uh, partial lawyer <laughs> here, uh, for our film uh, Blood Pageant, um, which is which is what we're going to talk about, I guess, shortly. But uh, I, I, could, go, mad, I mad could go on season. and on for probably five, 10 minutes on intros for you. But one, one thing that's remarkable about, about Chris is, uh, if I have it right, you had your first movie role at four years old opposite Jackie Coogan. And then you also, <laughs> as a music composer, you've composed over 150 pop songs and country songs, sharing the stage with Elvis, Michael Jackson, Tina Turner. But that's a whole nother episode where, I mean, just it's an honor to have you, Chris, on the show and, and Robert as well. But we're really here to dive deep into how you finance some of your movies. I'm going to get to Blood Pageant in just a minute. But that. Um, Robert, you haven't been in the business really that long. Just a little over 10 years is when we first met. And um, yeah. you did Ratman. That was kind of like a, a no budget or micro budget, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. It was it was the wild, wild west with SAG New Media. Uh, I took advantage of it because, uh, yeah, it just it just happened to be in my wheelhouse as far as the business side of things. And then I found out, oh, this is great. I don't have to audition for this stuff, and I can you know help out people, you know, get them their SAG card and all that. Back back in the day, and it was fun. It was it was it was, it was a wild success. You know, it was really cool. Um, I remember you were giving a lot of uh, fellow actors SAG cards back in the day. Um, I, I want to jump forward because you did a few shorts, you did a few things like Ratman, but I want to I want to kind of drill down a little bit to your first feature length movie. And that's mm-hmm. probably about the time when you and Chris met. Is that correct? Yeah. Would it be Dorner uh, Manifest for Murder or Woa? It was just, it was actually just before they, yeah, it was it was it was before that. Um, it was actually uh, in, in Seattle where there was a film um, called Little Blue Pill which was a comedy um, a, about a little blue pill that made guys big, uh, that sort of a thing. Um, anyway, and uh, but that was my first introduction, my first full-length feature film, um, and I played this sadistic orderly named Shane, 
Um, and then right about that time, I started going to LA because I'd gone as further, you know, as far as I could uh, in uh, in Seattle and Oregon and all that stuff. And I was like, like, dude, it's like, like you gotta go to LA or New York. And so that's what I did. Yeah. So, so which which of the movies were you instrumental or involved in in helping kind of put together and raise the money for? Um, oh gosh. Um, well, Which, it, it's, one one of the first features you did, and then, then we'll get into Blood Pageant. Well, you know, for for I I helped out. Um, uh, obviously, Ratman, you know, was was uh, uh, a micro budget, and of course, there was interesting ways to raise money there. But you know, as far as raising money, this is the first one, and then Chris was the you know Chris was the impetus behind that because um, and I, I you should maybe point this to, uh, you know to her because uh, as a team, that's how we worked. Okay, and so basically. Um, uh, Chris has a wonderful charisma and just, you know, an incredible way around her. So why, why, why don't you just uh, answer that, Chris? Because, you know, we work as a team and I report to her. <laughs> so, so, so Chris, I want to be very specific on this so we don't confuse the audience. Um, if you, as a team, worked on some of the earlier films we just talked about, or is this specifically blood pageant? Because that, that's the thing that the audience is real excited about. And it's something we can watch right now. Mm -hmm. In a nutshell, uh, Robert and I met when uh, I was casting for a Charlie Sheen impersonator, <laughs> somebody to play Charlie Sheen in a project. And Robert came in and did the best impersonation. And all of these guys who look just like Charlie Sheen, didn't, they did nothing to live up to that moment. And he, he, that's how we met on a project, <laughs> not raise money for that project. I was casting it for a friend and Robert w had us all rolling on the floor. He was, he's just always the life of the party, has a great sense of humor, he's an amazing human being and dedicated, loyal and honest. And boy, those are words that I won't say about a lot of people, but I'll say it about him. Uh, and, uh, anyway, we did not raise money for any of the projects we worked on together until Robert said one day, you know, Chris, you and I should do a company together because I was working on so many projects for other producers, uh, casting and co-writing and ghostwriting as well. And um, Robert was in a lot of projects. So we said, no, let's do our own thing. So that is the first, the first time we actually went through the wonderful swimming with sharks. So cool. So let, let's let's jump in right now. What's what's intriguing to me, and I think the audience is really, really excited. It's yeah. not like both you guys had been in the business 20 or 30 years. You'd raised millions and millions of dollars. This is kind of a, a big jump for you. So you're you're going out there to raise just over one million dollars in cash. Yes. Um, let you formed Red Velvet. Uh-huh. Okay. What do you do? You start picking up the phone book. You just, just start calling friends. What do you do? <laughs> a lot of research. <laughs> Absolutely. We Chris? had a Bob, and so I think my first advice is, if your first plan doesn't succeed, you may go to a different plan to raise your money. So mm -hmm. Bob said, you know, get your deck together. He gave us templates for business plans for production companies. We worked a year with him to prepare our slate of original projects and everything. And then Bob said, when the time comes, I'll raise the money. Uh, but what happened is the sources of money that Bob knew uh, were from a man who passed away by the time we finished. 
yeah. going to be an easy road. Uh, all we oh were going God. to do was go to this one man who knew Bob and knew us uh, through Bob and trusted him, and he was going to fund our slate. So when the man passed away, right <coughs> we were ready to go forward, we said, okay, well, let's regroup. Let's think about it. And we were thinking about the process because there are so many ways you can raise money. And mm -hmm. I worry because Bob said, always be careful. You know, investors, you have to make sure you do everything right. You have to cross every T, dot every I. And yes. there are different procedures that, you know, legally you have to be really covered. So I wasn't really ready to go forward. And I was having a coffee with a friend seriously she called me mom because she she adopted me i was her adopted mom and she said mom i believe in you i love your rich history in this industry and i want to be your first investor i want to bring the money to your project so i didn't even ask i wasn't even offering so all i can say is this that was our first investor she brought in two hundred and fifty thousand. Mm -hmm. wow that's, that's a good chunk of money yeah yes, and but we knew we needed more. I mean, that was the that was the thing. But that's all she had. But I have to say that there is something spiritual about that. And this is a day and age where it's almost uncool to talk about God or your beliefs. But I truly believe that that power in this universe that I call God that that flows through us. You know, if if something's right to happen, it's going to happen. And you know, I believe that that's why she came to me and 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 just approached mm. yeah. uh because we did not advertise that we had had this slate we didn't advertise that we had finished everything we were a bit disappointed that bob couldn't bring the money <laughs> yeah what we did though one thing i'd like to add though chris is that you know um what uh, all these experiences you are the sum total of you right and so chris was an incredible casting director getting de niro on Pacino on the phone in the same day. No, I'm not kidding. Uh, for you know, for a project that that, that actually ended up going nowhere um, as a favor to somebody, and she was able to just do that. And I was like, Are you serious? Wow, this is nuts. Um, but what we wanted to do was we wanted to stretch um, uh, this budget, and so what we did because of the Screen Actors Guild, you know, we 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 figured that we're going to be doing a modified low budget. But then Chris was very quick to point out, look. If we don't cast star names and have a good mix of star names to actually sell it, you know, we're going to end up like just everybody else that does the indie film route and just like, hey, I'll be in it, you be in it, we'll put Buffy in it and Muffy the dog, and nobody will go and see it ever. Right. So she, you know, and we went through a long litany of, of people that were in line, and then we ended up getting, you know, Snoop Dogg, Stephen Baldwin, Beverly Mitchell, um, these, these incredible star names. And we were able to David stretch Kochaki. the budget. Yeah. With, and, oh, yeah. David Chokachi. Is like okay, personal savior on here, and 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 a, a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, one of the best guys I've ever worked with. Uh, just loves the work, and, and yeah, he's amazing, Chris, amazing in your he, film. He, he, you know, he really is. And 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 then um, and then Steve Spiro, who played Sam, the director, uh, another amazing guy, and and of course our you know our our two leads, uh, Joanna DeCastro and Juliana DeStefano, uh, were just you know amazing. Um, but, you know, stretching that budget was really important. And so Ratman, I remember in the early days, it all comes into play. I was like, wait a minute, what's this What's this diversity and casting incentive stuff? Oh, well, that happens when actually you go to SAG and they extend your budget from 700 to about 1,050,000 if you cast people of color, women, and people with disabilities. So I was like, 
let's see, let's get a lot of women, <laughs> diversity. And we even, you know, one of, one of the guys, uh, actually, um, Neil, um, who you would never know, never tell, um, he actually has uh, a disability. Um, I won't speak to it, to what it, what it is exactly, but it's major if he, if he chose to share it with you. And uh, so we, we fit the full bill. And so we took and we got those actors, you know, uh, the other talent, not, not the name, not, 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 not the huge name talent, um, but the other actors at that bargain uh, modified low budget price. Do, do you remember? Do you remember what that day rate was for our audience? Three forty nine, I believe, is was three forty nine free. Yeah, that that's um, a joke. So, right. so just a quick recap for the audience: you're doing a million dollar plus film, and you're only paying the SAG actors three forty nine for an eight a hour day. day. That's yeah. amazing. You know, stars yeah. are a little bit different, but oh, that, yeah. what what yeah. a great loophole you took advantage of. That's huge. Absolutely. Thank you. And that's important. So I, I would say advice there, um, do your homework. Um, and, and the one thing, I, you know, I just definitely have to say, and Chris has heard me say this a thousand times, right? As an actor, you love SAG after. As a producer, you hate SAG after. It's terrible. Makes it's a love-hate relationship. It is. A, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There okay. Go. So yeah. I, I, I want to take, take our audience to the point where you've got $250,000 in the bank, which, which is really remarkable. The first check right out of the gate. Did you just keep reaching out to people in your influence or, or keep praying? How did some of the other investors come on board? Chrissy. Robert? Yeah. It, so, it, it, well, it was amazing because we had this first investment. And then uh, I was talking to my friend. I was at Disneyland. And I was talking. <laughs> we have this money for the, this movie, but I, I guess I have to go find money. And so I'm going to pray on it because I'm not quite sure which way we're going to go. And she said, oh, I'll put money in. And then I was talking to my other friend, Gail, and I said, boy, you know, we need more money for this. I didn't know my friends were so rich. Seriously. <laughs> so and Gail, and what, what kind of checks were these from your two other friends? Were these $10,000, $250,000 checks? Well, one of them was $10,000. Another was $350,000. Wow. Was, uh, two or 300000 I mean, it kept adding up. Yes. And, and then my friend Gail had a friend who said, yeah, I want to put money in. And, and the thing is, here's what I want to say. If you have a good project and mm. it has, that's not enough. It could be creative. It can be entertaining. That's one thing, you know, and you want to make sure that your project hits the target market that you're going for. And the target market that you're going for should definitely be one that you're already knowing where you're going to go for the distribution platform for that target market, but Absolutely. it's not enough. You also need this wonderful plan of what star names are going to hit that target market. And, and, and I attribute a lot of credit to the fact that I was watching a monk episode and I, <laughs> I and I said, Oh God, he's so fun so wonderful and then i heard he had a gospel album out and you know he kept and then he was with martha stewart and i said you know robert i really want snoop dogg to be in our film and uh i've got to tell you i took we took robert believed he believes in me and i believe in him but uh, i'll tell you we took slack from the first mm. was saying you're crazy why are you spending money all that money on snoop dogg I yeah, we heard crazy stuff. Just like you yeah. stick to stick to doing what you do for a living. We'll stick to the filmmaking. That's the more thing. Get that divide between the investors. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And but go ahead, Chris. Was golden because he oh. had 
multi-generational following a multi-generation worldwide yes no no he's amazing he's serious he does music he acts you know and i have to say that was the best choice we made and also he was so much fun on the set (laughs) that man not only is he playful but he (laughs) is extremely respectful um he signed the script and he left me a little heart and and he said here chris and he signed it and left a little heart i mean he highlighted his lines i mean this guy just does everything by the book and you wouldn't think it right this wild rapper but he is really a great guy and and the best so going back to it, Robert can take it from here, but I've got to say that Snoop was our anchor and you have a good, you know, you have a good story, you have a solid story, but you have to have somebody that people want to watch in that story. Now, I think a lot of mistake indie producers make is they want to put their own face in it. They want to put themselves in it, their friends, but they yeah. don't, they don't think of what does the audience want and what does the distributor want to get that audience, you know? Right. Absolutely. The, the right mix of draw names uh, with the big name talent. And that's exactly what we did here. So speaking um, of getting those names, um, I really appreciate your time. Can I take a quick break and bring both of you right back? Because I want to get in to how we got those names. Absolutely. Attached. 